Welcome to Jewish Bedtime Stories with R&R. Today we are reading the Perm Story Part 2. Finally, everyone was ready to go, and they started out. At lunch, Mordechai sat down by himself. He washed, ate just enough to have strength, and benched. Haman sat down and started stuffing himself with food. He ate one sandwich after another and then started on his cake. At supper, the same thing happened. Every time they passed someone selling things, Haman bought souvenirs and presents for Zarash. The next afternoon, Haman opened his lunchbox. Guess what? It was empty. It doesn't matter, he said. I'll buy some food. Then he opened his wallet. You guessed it. His wallet was empty, too. He had wasted all his money. The day went on. Haman was getting hungrier and hungrier. He begged everyone to give him food. But no one had any extra, and no one was willing to help him out. Finally, he came to Mordechai. Please, please give me something to eat before I faint. What will you pay for the food? He asked Mordechai. I have no money, said Haman. But I promise that if you give me food... I will be your servant forever. You are known to make lots of promises and not keep them, said Mordechai. Write down your promise. I have no paper, cried Haman. Then write it on the bottom of my shoe, said Mordechai. But I have no pen, wailed Haman. That is a problem, said Mordechai. You know what? Prick your finger and you can write down with your blood. Haman took a thorn from a bush his finger and with his blood ruled on the bottom of Mordechai's shoe. I, Haman Hagogi, will be a servant to Mordechai forever. Then Mordechai gave Haman some food. All work on the base of Mikdash stopped. Ahasuerus wanted to do other things to make people believe that he was a real king from a royal family. He wanted a throne more beautiful than the throne of any other king. Of course, the most beautiful throne that was ever made was by the man from the th- was the f- throne of Shlomo HaMelech. The throne had been stolen from Yerushalayim, and now Ahasuerus wanted to sit on it. But his advisors warned him against it. They reminded him that Anyone who tried to walk up the stairs to the throne was immediately thrown off by the lion on the first step. The king of Mitzrayim was pushed off and hurt so badly that he was never able to walk straight again. Ahasuerus decided that he better not take any chances. Instead, he would call the best throne makers from all the world and get them to copy the throne of Shlomo HaMelech in every detail. That is what he did. It took the workers three years to finish the new throne. When the throne was finally ready, Akashverosh decided to make a big party for all his officers in the 127 lands belonging to his kingdom. The party lasted for 180 days. During this time, Akashverosh would bring out his treasures, six different treasures each day to impress his guests. Ahasuerus announced, I am the greatest king in the whole world. I am the smartest king in the whole world. This is why I am so rich. But there is one officer at the party 
who knew the truth. He said to the others, Look at Ahasuerus bragging about how smart and how rich he is. But you know where the treasures really come from? They were stolen from the base Hamikdash in Yerushalayim. Then he told them the whole story. After the first party, Ahasuerus made another party for seven days. This party was for all the people who lived in the king city of Shushan. Vashti made her own party for the ladies. There was one lady who didn't get an invitation to part to Vashti's party, and she was very angry. That was Zarash, the wife of Haman. You see, Achashviosh had many wives. Haman wanted the king to marry his daughter so that she could be a wife in the royal palace. Vashti was very much against this plan. Who does she think she is anyway? How can she begin to compare to me? One day, when Haman mentioned the possibility of Ahasuerus marrying his daughter, Vashti got so angry, she took her bedroom slippers and slapped him across the face. Haman never forgot how Vashti had treated him. Vashti never forgot how angry she was with Haman for thinking his daughter was worthy to be the wife of a king. So when the time came to send invitations to her party, Vashti was sure to leave the name of Zeresh off her list. Mordechai, who was the leader of the Yidin, warned the people not to go to the party at the palace. The food may not be kosher. Wine touched by the Gayim cannot be drunk by Yidin. And people who go to such parties usually do not behave in the proper way. But the Yidin were very curious. Everyone was talking about the party. Of all parties in the palace, the Yidin wanted to see all the riches. They decided that they would go to the party just to see everything, but they would not eat or drink anything there. Of course, things did not work out just that way. Once they got there and saw all the magnificent things in the palace, they were so tempted. People would look at a platter and think to themselves, this is probably all right to eat and I'm sure there is nothing trave in this. Akashverus also had beds of gold and silver for people to lean back on and relax. These beds had covering made of shotness. Shotness is wool and linen mixed together to make a fabric, and it is usher for a yid to wear anything made from shotness. Wine was served in silver cups, but the same cup was never used twice. Once a person finished his cup of wine, he got to keep the goblet as a present. In the end, the party caused the yidin to do averos. They also saw things there were that made them very sad. First, they saw Achashverosh using the beautiful Kodesh things from the base Hamikdash on his party table. Achashverosh himself wanted to look like the most important king in the world, so he put on the most exquisite clothes of the Kohen Gadol. On the seventh day of the party, an argument started among the officers. They were very drunk after so many days of drinking wine. One said, The most beautiful women in the world are in my country. Well, I guess you have never visited my country, replied the second. Or you surely would agree that the most beautiful woman in the world comes from there. They continued to argue until Ahasuerus interrupted. You all don't know what you're talking about, because there is no woman more beautiful than my Vashti. Yes, we know, left the officers, just like we know that you are so Smart and that it's how you became so rich. Well, I'll prove it to you now, replied Ahasuerus angrily. Officers, go to Vashti and tell her she must come here immediately to show everyone once and for all that she is the most beautiful woman in the 
world. Come back tomorrow for more of the Purim story. Thank you for listening to Jewish Bedtime Stories with R&R. Please come again.